What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Cold Pizza Podcast. It is week three in a row. Look at that. Podcasts are now going to come out on Wednesday evenings. I'm not really sure what time, but it comes out Eastern Standard Time, so uh, Wednesday. It'll be out on Wednesday. This week, Booker and I start out by Booker kicking, like, half a liter of tea all over my office floor, and then we talk my vehicle ownership history, as far as my trucks go, talk about a new truck that was purchased for um, horsepower and pizza, we talk about Booker's truck, we talk about all sorts of diesel trucks and the problems that may arise should you choose to buy them, I give a little bit of financial advice on the premise of do as I say, not as I do, and if the podcast jumps all over the place, it's because I was very tired and kind of incoherent to the end of it because I had been up since 4 a.m. and we had recorded two shows that evening. I appreciate you guys listening. Be sure to follow all along on all of the other socials at Horsepower Pizza and at Cold Pizza Podcast on Instagram. Enjoy the show and stay tuned for more. I like my pizza cold and my women colder. Yeah. She too stubborn or I would have told her. And every time I'm with my buddies, yeah, we never sober. <laughs> Wake up feeling two years older. It's the Cold Pizza Podcast. We're gonna start there. Boom, coming at you live. I guess it's not really live because it's pre-recorded and you guys are just listening to it now. Cold Pizza Podcast, hosted by Horsepower and Pizza. My name is Bailey. I own Horsepower and Pizza and Pizza Boy Metalworks. Once again, third podcast in a row. I am joined by Mr. Andrew Booker. We just call him Booker around here. Calling him Andrew feels illegal. And if it's not illegal, it should be. Yeah. Double header tonight. Uh, yeah. We, we... Two out of the park. <clears throat> yeah, he just took the fastball 400 feet dead center. Part. Uh, so the show that came out last week was the GT4RS podcast. Got a little bit ADD. I'm not sure how it came out yet because we're recording a double header. We literally just finished that one. And that one was... I felt like it went pretty well, but yeah. it was also kind of a mess. So now we're going to try... For two, so this one's either gonna be great or it's gonna be terrible, and I think it's gonna be great, I think it's gonna be great too. I I like that. At twenty six years old, this is how I'm spending my Friday evenings: is recording podcasts with my best friend from high school, the only one of my best friends from high school that hasn't moved out of the area at what, this point. What else would we be doing on Friday night? Well, probably working on the E thirty six if the parts would ever come in. By the time you guys are listening to this, hopefully that car's done. You'd have to follow along on Instagram to know, though. At Horsepower Pizza. If you want to follow the podcast Instagram, that's at Cold Pizza Podcast. And at Pizza Boy Metalworks is my business account for the legitimate manufacturing business that I run. At Horsepower Pizza on all platforms. Definitely check out YouTube. It's Horsepower and Pizza on YouTube. Got a lot of good content to come this winter. Um, have a lot of good videos already posted. Did you just kick over? Booker just spilled fucking iced tea all over my fucking office floor, which is AstroTurf. We're going to pause this. We'll be right back in... I don't know. Booker's dying laughing. <laughs> you can't expect me not to laugh when you just play that. We're leaving that in the fucking podcast. No. Yes! <laughs> well, Booker, Mr. Booker... What would you like to talk about this evening? Because you said, hey, I have I have a topic that we can discuss. And I said, you know what? That's a good topic we can discuss. Let's run with that. And here we are. 
I like trucks. Fuker does like trucks. I also like trucks. <clears throat> what do you want to talk about, Mr. Well, Fuker? I think we should talk about trucks. Let's talk about trucks. Billy, you got yourself a truck now. I got myself a truck you're, now. You're a truck man. Now. I am a truck man. Again. You this like is truck the, life? This is the third third truck I've owned. Fourth truck if you count the Subaru work truck. Yeah. 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 All right, so let's start at the beginning. beginning. What was the first truck? I had a 1999 Ooh. Dodge Dakota. I think it was a sport without looking at pictures i think it was a dakota sport i know it was only rear wheel drive that truck was beat to shit when i bought it. like the body was beat mechanically sound but the body was beat and then i ended up legitimately wrapping it around a telephone pole at the end of my own driveway which <laughs> if you've watched any of our videos on youtube you know what my driveway looks like there's a telephone pole at the corner of my driveway and i literally it was when I had the first enclosed trailer. Ron had the Yukon backed up, hooked up to the trailer in the middle of the driveway. So I tried to hug the pole too tight. Gotcha. And I... Clipped it. It was all... The bed was already fucked up on that side. Like, right where I fucked it up. But I caught the cab corner, too. Oh. And, of course, my mom's like, were you texting? I'm like, I was moving my truck from the parking lot back into the driveway. No, I wasn't texting. <laughs> Oh, man. That was awesome. Was that a <coughs> V6? It was a V6 Magnum. I think the 3.9 or whatever they were. Yeah, I think that's what they were. Yeah, I nice. mean, it was it was a solid little truck. Yeah. And then the second one would have been your Second Sierra. one was my Sierra 1500, which probably, honest to God, to this day, worst financial decision I've ever made. I had a Subaru BRZ that was almost paid off. I don't know what my thought process was that I wanted a truck. Well, so that I, would have been that would have been what right after you bought your <clears> house. I bought that truck in like March of 2016. I bought my house in August of 15. I moved okay. into it in December. Yeah, it was a couple months after I moved into my house. I drove my ex's legacy all winter because it was at my house, and so I didn't have to drive the brz in the winter drove the legacy and then of course right at the beginning of car season i was like oh don't want a car anymore i think i'm gonna buy a truck stupid every time i turned around it was a okay it was a 2009 gmc sierra 1500 slt so it was fully loaded minus being a denali for oh, yeah. the year um yeah we called it sierra the slut truck because it was an slt so all i need is you was my tagline yeah, with yeah, that yeah I got an SLT. It's a 5.3. Technically. Yeah, technically. It was a 5.3. I bought it with like 76,000 miles on it. So How many did you put on? I had it just over a year. I think I had it 14 months, and I think I sold it with like 107 on it. So I put 30,000 miles on it in 14 months. I was also driving back and forth from Pittsburgh to Williamsport all the time, and from... Mm -hmm. Pittsburgh to Lancaster all the time so a bunch of miles there I had like a 25 mile commute one way every morning and then at the end of the day as well so I was putting like 50 miles a day just going to work wasn't terrible on gas but every time I turned around that fucking truck needed another $500 here $700 there $1,100 here so then like not to talk finances and money because it's really nobody's business but i spent so much fucking money in the 14 months that i had it 
that I thought I had paid a lot more down than I did. The bank it was financed through was fucking old school. So they didn't have like an online app or anything. You'd literally like write a check and fill in the slip and send it in every month. Well, I was also paying extra money. So I was like, oh, I've definitely like paid this down a considerable amount. And then when I found my legacy, you and I found my legacy. When I went to trade the truck in on that, they're like, oh yeah, call the bank and you owe this much on it. I'm like, you're fucking kidding me. I was spending that much money to maintain this fucking truck yeah. that... And part of that comes down to young and dumb, not really watching where my money was going. So I thought it was going more towards, but I maintain to this day, had I just kept the fucking BRZ that was almost paid off when I traded it in, had I just kept that and stacked my money and invested it wisely. And like, again, young and dumb, can't go back and change anything. Right. I'd have something a lot cooler than anything that I have now. Young and dumb. I had this conversation with my mom last night, like with the business that I'm in the middle of starting now, the money that I put in to start this business, I spent on a car when I was 22. Now, I also didn't have the opportunities that I have now at 26 that I did at 22. Right. But I could have used... I was dumb with money when I was young because I didn't have anybody to fucking guide me. Not to make this about money versus trucks, but never should have bought that 1500 Loved it for what it was, yeah. but swore when I got rid of that truck, I would never buy another gas truck. So then what'd you do now? I bought a diesel truck. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah, brother. Hell yeah. I got myself. Mm-hmm. Now, Ron's got himself. Okay, so my... That's not the first diesel truck that you were introduced to. Your no, I've... Yeah, okay, so... I've had... The itch. Yeah, I've wanted a diesel truck. Because Ron bought the Duramax before I even bought the Sierra. Ron bought the Duramax. Really? He bought... The Duramax is in 11. I think he bought it in 15. And just because of the way the used truck market is now, he bought that in 15 with 70... 5,000 miles on it, 79,000, something like that. The truck market now, for what he paid for that in 15, he could fucking sell it for probably more than he paid for it in 15, and it's got 140-some thousand miles on it. Because it's ridiculous. The market's stupid right now. My Sierra was an 09. His Silverado is an 11, so they're relatively the similar body style. His is 2,500, obviously, because it's a Duramax. Love that truck. Just took it to Home Depot a couple times Mm -hmm. when I was insulating the garage. And I mean, it hauls ass. Like, it pulls like a fucking freight train. It sounds really good. The exhaust brake sounds really good. Like, that truck's fucking cool. I tell him all the time. He keeps saying, well, when are you buying me a new truck? And I'm like, well, when are you... It's like, if you just sell me yours, you can go buy yourself the new fucking truck. I don't gotta buy you (laughs) shit. No, so like you said... Been around diesel trucks, definitely had the itch, had friends that have owned all sorts of shit. I wouldn't call myself a truck guy. Like, I definitely have cars, and I enjoy my cars, and everybody's always like, oh, you should buy and build a diesel truck. I don't... Things that are that heavy that go that fucking fast scare the hell out of me. There's no reason to make something (laughs) that weighs 8,000 pounds haul ass. Like, I'm all about delete and tune and whatever... I'm not building a fucking drag truck. Never in my life will I build a drag truck. I don't 
doesn't appeal to me. Yeah. That they're I'd be just as happy. Them, but... I can appreciate it. Yeah. But I can be just as happy plugging in that paper shredder right there and running hundred dollar bills through it because it'd be just like racing fucking motocross. That motorsports is nothing. The only way you become a millionaire in motorsports is if you start out as a fucking billionaire. Simple as that. Again, not to make this about money, but diesel trucks. You have a diesel truck. I do. You also you have a diesel Jetta too. I do. We we have diesel trucks now. We are diesel truck people. The Jetta's mostly a truck. Says the Subaru. It can tow more than most things. <laughs> well, fuck. You start the Subaru, it sounds like a diesel. It's true. Might be rod knock. Might be, I don't know. Other things knocking. <laughs> the Subaru with 130,000 miles on it. What makes a Subaru Subaru? Rust. Um, there's that. Yeah, so diesel trucks. Yeah. I bought myself my third truck I've ever owned. Yeah. And what make was it? It's a Is Dodge. It? Oh, hell yeah. It's a Dodge. Welcome to the family. Thanks. I bought myself a 1996 oh. Ram 3500 Dually. Uh-huh. It's got a utility body on it with all the toolboxes and ladder racks and shit. It was owned by the company that I work for since it was new. Mm. One owner, never been beat, never oh. been off-road. Can't promise that it's <laughs> never been beat because there's so, <laughs> so many people that have driven this truck over the years. Now we're gonna do a YouTube video with this truck. It has not been introduced to the channel yet. It was barely introduced to TikTok. Yeah. It's currently not even at my house. It will be in the next week or two. It's sitting at the shop. Honestly, by the time this goes live, it'll probably be at my house. It's a 12 valve Cummins, because it's a 96. Mm -hmm. It's a five speed manual transmission. Yep. I fucking suck at driving stick. That is the easiest vehicle to drive because you literally put the clutch in put it in gear let the clutch out does not care nope story of how i acquired this i bought myself an enclosed trailer back in like may april may i say bought myself i bought horsepower and pizza an enclosed trailer for the drift car to take to different shows when we do merch booths and whatever else needed a trailer E36 sat in the driveway under a tarp all winter last winter. No. Now it's got a home. It's a trailer, but it's it's a home. Hauled the trailer home with Ron's Duramax, and he's like, well, you're going to need a truck because I'm not, you can't just take my truck every time you need to go somewhere. I'm like, well, I mean, part of the agreement that you and I had when we acquired the, I say we acquired the drift car, you took me to purchase the drift car. Yep. Horsepower and pizza purchase the drift car. Like I said on the last podcast, it's kind of both of our car. It's my car because it, yep. it, it's it belongs to the company that I own. It, it belongs to the business that I own. I wouldn't call it a company because it's one person. But it's our car. Yeah. Because if there's anybody else that I'm going to let drive this car, it's you. Now, of course, the Pittsburgh homies, yeah, I've it they can beat on whatever they want because as far as i'm concerned i've broken enough of chances shit at this point that he can break whatever he wants kind of our agreement was i have the car you have the truck so when we take it somewhere some of that responsibility comes on you now you know as well as i do i don't like to rely on people <laughs> and i'm i would never never in a million years would i call you and be like hey can i borrow your truck this weekend I fucking hate that. Yeah. More than anything. 
So it's I'm like, ama- it's amazing. Sorry, not to sidetrack no, you. Different. It is amazing how many times you hear that as soon as you own a truck. Oh yeah. Like or a, or you, a trailer. People you barely know. Hey man, uh, would I be able to borrow your truck? And I can't talk that much shit because I've definitely borrowed Chance's truck to haul shit here and there. Yeah, but but like I don't know. It's, yeah. it's I hate being that person. Yeah. So I was like, fuck, I'm gonna need a truck. So I start looking at trucks. Well, like I said, truck market is ridiculous. Oh yeah. Like you're gonna way overpay for anything. Well, like I already said, not buying another gas truck. Yeah. Never. Nope. Not. Don't want one. So diesel truck market. Fucked. Fucked with a capital T. Oh, yeah. They got these two welding rigs. The company that I work for has these two welding rigs. They had a 96 and a 98. Both Ram 3500s, dualies with the utility bodies on them. Were they both 12 valves? No, 98 was a 24. 98 was clapped compared to my truck. Okay. They sent the 98 to auction. But I approached the owner of the company. I said, hey, would you be interested in selling one of those welding rigs. Because we have newer Rams now, too. And those rigs, we, we always referred to them, the 96 and the 98, as the rigs. Those trucks basically sat in the parking lot. I've worked there almost two years now. We've definitely taken them to one location to jobs a couple times in the time I've worked there. But for the most part, they sat in the parking lot. I approached the owner. I said, would you be interested in selling one of the trucks? He goes, what do you want a diesel truck for? said, well, I got a race car trailer. I got a pool. Oh, yeah, that'd be a good reason to want one. said, well, if you're interested in selling one, let me know. said, no pressure one way or the other. I just noticed that they've been sitting, and if it was something that you were willing to sell, I would be interested. I'm thinking he's going to hit me at somewhere. I, I wasn't sure what second-gen Cummins were going for at the time, but I'm thinking he's going to hit me at, like, $8,000. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. That's- I thought that would be about fair, right? So, I said, well, get a price, let me know. Well, this got drug out for months. Because I think I asked in, like, May, and I don't think I ended up signing anything until, like, the very, very end of September. (laughs) Maybe even October. I can't remember. Well, you said there was other stuff going on with that, too. Well, they ended up, they said they wanted to sell both of them. Completely agree with them. They wanted to make it fair. They didn't just want it to be, oh, well, Bailey said he'd buy a truck, so we sold him a truck. So they offered it up to anybody else in the company that was interested. Nobody else was interested, so it didn't matter. That I was buying the truck. They couldn't figure out a price. I'll throw an offer at them at, like, five grand. See what they say. Operations manager comes back and goes, tell the owner of the company you'll give him three. Just see what he says. So I say, three grand. He goes, three grand. I'm like, oh, I pissed him off. He goes, that's way too much. Give me two. I'm like, what? I've never been in a negotiation where it went less than what I offered. But okay. Well, we settled in the middle at $2,500. Now, I thought I was just buying cab and chassis. I thought they were taking the bed off of it. Mm. But when they took the 98 to auction, they left the utility bed on it. So I asked them, I said, what has to happen to keep the utility bed on it? They said, just keep the bed on it. So now I have a truck that's got ladder racks and toolboxes and whatever else. They cleaned everything out. And like I said, it's at this point, it's still waiting to come home. I added it to my insurance last night. It's a whole $26 a month to insure the whole truck. I love it. 
having the toolboxes and stuff, it's going to be helpful with taking things to the track. Parts. Parts. Supplies. supplies jack. Jack stands. Mm-hmm. Stuff like that. They all lock because it was a welding rig. It had a welder on it at one point. So if I do decide to go that direction with my own business, could potentially throw a welder back on it. It has bottle racks on the one side for gas bottles. Great truck. How many miles are on it? 226,000. Yeah, just breaking her in. Let's put this into perspective. It's a 96 12 valve, five speed, 226,000 miles. Mm-hmm. It's blue. On Club Loose Classifieds on Facebook, which is like the Drift Car Classifieds page, there is, it's been floating around. Now, it was a Texas truck, so it's got faded paint, but no rust. Mine has very, very minimal rust. It needs one rocker panel on the driver's side, which I traded Danny a pack out rolling base for, hey, you're going to weld a, you're going to weld my sketchy cart frame and you're going to weld a rocker into my truck. He's like, okay, that's fine. Basically, the same truck came up on Club Loose Classifieds. It's a 97. It's blue. 225,000 miles, 5-speed 12-valve, but it's a 2,500. So it's not a dually, and it has an actual, like, pickup bed on it. Yeah. It was listed at 14.5, and last I saw it was dropped to 12.5. So I'm like, okay, well, I don't plan on selling this. I bought it to tow my trailer with, and I'm probably going to use it for um startup business startup things like not i don't intend on going out and doing welding things right off the bat but it could happen i don't i don't weld like i don't i personally do not weld like i know enough to be dangerous but that's that you can stick shit together and um yeah and i'm not with my business i'm not in any way trying to compete with the company that I currently work for because I plan on staying there long term. I I mean, I'm doing things on the side. Things go my way. I'll end up full-time self-employed sometime in the next foreseeable future. Not really sure when. Not really putting a time frame on anything. I'm real happy with my purchase for $2,500. Yeah, can't complain with that at all. You also own a Cummins. I do. I have a 2007 Dodge Ram 2500. It is an SLT, but it is the Thunder Road edition, which I didn't know what that was when I first bought it. I thought someone bought that sticker from Walmart. I was under the same impression. I didn't know that that was an actual thing. It is. Uh, It got you three things. It got you 17-inch wheels. Okay. Aluminum wheels. It got you fog lights, and it got you a sliding rear window. Not a power sliding rear window, just a sliding rear window. But those are the things that made the Thunder Road distinct from, I guess, just an SLT. I don't know. Um, But it's got a 5.9. It's an automatic, which I believe is the 48RE transmission. And it's got an 8-foot bed with four doors. It's a long boy. It is a long boy. Um, You say it's a 5.9. That's a 24-valve. Yes. Yes. Yep. They switched to 24 valve at 97 and a half, I think. No. 24s, I thought they switched in early 2000s. No, they, because the, the 98, the second gen, the 98. Oh, maybe was a, it was. I think it was 97 Dodge and a half. for half years. Yeah. yeah they're, I don't know. Cause, I cause, don't know anything. Because 07 and a half, it would have been a 6.7. Right. Because yours is an 07. 
Yes. Yeah. So O seven and a half is when they switched to yeah. six seven. Yep. And, and now they're still six seven. Yeah. They ran they basically ran themselves out of five nines halfway through the year. And that's when they switched to the six seven and just ran with it, more or less. Nice. Yeah. It's been awesome. Uh I didn't buy it expecting it to be a perfect truck. I bought it to be my perfect truck. Um it's needed a couple things along the way. Nothing too crazy. There's a kid I played baseball with in high school. Um, still play in our softball league uh, against him, actually. Um, and every time I saw him, hey, how are you doing? Everything like that. And, of course, being the nerd that I am with cars and trucks, how's the truck running? Um, and the first time he's like, yeah, good, you want to buy it? I was like, whatever. No, that's whatever. And then, like... Every time I saw him, you know, again, how's it going? How's the truck running? All that stuff. And he kept asking, like, hey, do you want to buy it? And eventually I asked him, I was like, hey, are you serious? you want to sell it? And he's like, I mean, sure. <laughs> I don't think I knew that you bought that from somebody that you knew. Yeah, yeah I bought it from Austin Winters. I don't think I knew that. Yep. So I had seen it for two years. Right. Every huh. time I went to softball, and he was there. And, uh... He's like, yeah, it's a, it's a little big. He goes, I bought it because at the time I was planning on, you know, towing in the foreseeable future. He goes, that kind of fell through, and it's a little long to turn around on the hunting roads up in <laughs> North PA. So uh, I was like, well, by all means, I'm not trying to rush it. I was like, you tell me time frame. We'll discuss price. I was like, let's go out for wings. We'll chat, all that stuff. He goes, yeah, you can drive it, whatever. All of the best decisions, like, the best business decisions are wings. made over chicken wings. Yep. Every yep. time. 100%. So, went out for wings. He let me drive it there. Let me drive it home. Drove great. Um, he, I mean, he, we got on the highway. He goes, dude, punch it. It's sweet. It's fun. <laughs> so, uh, had a good time and uh, bought it, oh man, what, two years ago? Two and a half years ago? Something like that. Yeah. I mean, you've had it probably two and a half because yeah. we had the we had the drift car almost two years already. And we picked yeah. that up with the Cummins. Uh, I think it might be just over two years because I think I bought it in October. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's been a great truck. Bought it with 217,000 miles on it. I'm at 234 right now, so put about 17,000 miles on it in that amount of time. Uh, you don't daily that. I do not. No. no, I daily a car of some sort. It's either a TDI or a Fusion. I know you had mentioned... You would never buy a gas truck again, and I was before I bought my truck. I was debating whether it was smart to spend a little less, maybe, on something a little cheaper. Gas. I don't know. All things considered, I knew I eventually wanted a diesel anyway, so it was either buy a gasser, drive it for a while, sell it, and then still buy a diesel, or just bite the bullet and buy a diesel. At so. this point in my life, I've do everything by the buy once cry once yep. rule yeah you generally end up spending a little bit more money up front but in the grand scheme of things it's not a terrible decision no usually of the gas trucks that are out there that i would actually legitimately consider purchasing are the tundra the tacoma which you're probably going to spend the same if not more than what i paid for my truck to buy them right i still can't haul as much and to be honest, the mileage is phenomenal on that thing. My wife and I went up to New York the other winter, 
And I got 28 miles per gallon on the highway. That's a big vehicle. Out of like an 8,000 pound truck? Right. Yeah. That's a big vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, that's impressive. And like, even like, I would don't daily drive it till around town, a little bit on the highway here and there. I still get like 22. Right. And that's not bad. And then you have, I don't know, you got to think about, you always see diesels have higher miles all the time yeah. all the ones that are for sale are higher miles yeah and and a lot of people were like oh why'd you buy it with such high mileage it's a cummins it's gonna last the we already talked about this, we already be- talked about this before we started the podcast yeah those trucks are especially where we live in the northeast which we call the rust belt the trucks are notorious for rusting out yeah. around the drivetrain yes I mean, mine's a 12-valve, and the 12-valve is arguably one of the most reliable mm-hmm. diesel engines yeah. ever produced. I mean, Cummins would even give out million-mile badges. Like, there's, they have, like, a million-mile badge program. I don't know if they still do it or I don't not. I they do or not. But, I mean, the 12-valve, they leak. They're, they're known for right. leaking fluids, but... We're gonna we're gonna address all of those things. You can rebuild a twelve valve for seven hundred and thirty five dollars. That's <laughs> cylinder liners, pistons, all the valves, all the gaskets, all the hardware, everything. I mean, that's not covering your machine shop costs if you need to get the head decked or the right. block decked or any of that. Seven hundred and thirty five dollars. Yeah. yeah. That's I've spent seven hundred and thirty five dollars on far dumber shit that will last far less time that's fair any i don't know shit about 24 valves mm-hmm. but all the timing on a 12 valve is all mechanical it's all gears everything on the 24 valves is as well okay um basically the the big thing between the 12 valve your engine would be mechanical fuel driven. oh yes it's mechanically um, injected the early 24 valves like the other work truck that you guys would have had would have been um, hydraulically actuated, very similar to like the six O Fords. Oh, and well, same. Same. No general it's concept. It's not a six O. <laughs> same general concept of how, yeah. And the uh, twenty four valves that are in like mine and the uh, I think the six is a twenty four valve technically as well. Um, they're a common rail as far as fuel. Okay. Program. So the mechanical obviously has a mechanical pump the which they always call uh my one teacher always called it a mui just to make fun of people that actually call it muis it's not mechanically actuated but uh then there's huey which is hydraulic like the six o's and the early 24 valves and then there's uh common rail which has a single rail okay for fuel delivery i'm learning things that's good oh yeah I wish Parker was here because now, now that you brought up the 6.0, Parker uh, literally just texted me. That's why really? I had to pause it to text him back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, re- I really want to meet Par- uh, yeah. Parker. Parker. Yeah. He has not. Well, you, your dog's name is Parker, too. Yeah, I know. That's, that's it started to mess with yeah. me. I was like, did I just call him my dog's name? Well, yes, I did. But um, no. I haven't seen Parker since <laughs> 2019. He came in for. Vintage Grand Prix last and you the last summer I was did a podcast about yeah. machining and diesel trucks and all That's sorts of stuff. Yeah, Parker is a good dude. And, and a again, fellow diesel guy, fellow diesel guy, and 
on the last one you said about how many of my friends I've met online. Yeah. That Parker's <laughs> literally well. one of them. Yeah. I met him in a machinist group on Facebook in like 2014 or 2015. Yeah. And then we just always stayed in touch and texted. and Like, we have all the same interests. We both raced motocross growing up and, like, dumb shit like that. Yeah. Always stayed in touch. And then 2018, I said something about Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix. Yeah. And he's like, oh, that'd be pretty cool. I'm like, so fly in. And he's like, what? I'm like, fly in. You can stay at my house. I don't give a fuck. So he literally, I picked him up at the airport. And that was the first time you met him. That was the first time I ever met him. And he did it again the next year. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I wish Parker was here so we could talk more shit on the 6L. Yeah. Uh, man, Diesel, it's... That poor truck. Well, everyone always likes to discuss, like, oh, what trucks would you buy? Especially in the diesel truck realm of things. Oh, what would you buy? And, you know, there's... Buy the 7.3, it's the most reliable engine ever, blah, 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 blah. Buy the 6.0, they're really not that bad. Everyone just hates on them. No one talks about the 6.4 because that was just absolute an embarrassment to Ford. I try to forget that that truck ever existed. Exactly. Um, you can buy them cheap, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're generally not running, but yeah. you can buy them cheap. It's maybe a roller. Um, the 6.7s people seem to like. Uh, Cummins, a lot of people like the 12 valves. Not many people like the early 24 valves, at least not many that I've met. I have friends that have them. They love them. Um... Everyone seems to like the common rails, but thinks that they're overrated because everyone loves 5.9s and argues that the 5.9 is the best engine ever. And then you have Duramax people where they just love them. Yeah. Well, and I mean, have they even really changed anything with the Duramax over the last several years? Yeah. Have Duramax they? is no longer made by Isuzu. Oh. Yeah. I'm learning things. So your dad's engine would have still been an Isuzu. Right. I, personally, I... Don't know that would be that I'd be too interested in buying the new Duramaxes because they're I made just, by GM. I just don't like the new Duramax, like the new trucks in general. Right. I don't like. If I was buying a new truck, I would be buying a Ram. I like the fifth gen Ram a lot. Yeah. Um, see, I say that and clip this. We're gonna clip this and overlay it over my video when I go pick up my new work truck because. I told my buddy the other night, my buddy Mark sells trucks in North Carolina. Okay. And I told him, I said, well, when I need a new truck, I'll come see you. Well, he works for a Chevy dealer or a GM dealer. So I know I'm going to end up buying a Duramax in a couple years because of him. Of him. Yeah. Like, I'm, I won't buy a truck from anybody else. Yeah. Just out of support the homies. Right. But... Yeah, so you can clip that where I say I'm going to buy a 5th gen. And maybe I will buy a 5th gen Ram, yeah. but if I'm buying a work truck, I'm buying it from Mark. And the because wine red or that maroon color. Booker is trying in the... He's trying his damnedest. I just want to buy a cheap 12 valve. To get me to paint <laughs> my oh, cheap 12 oh, valve. Yeah, that's what I meant. What? I'm trying to convince you to go out and buy a fifth gen so I can buy your oh, oh. gen. <laughs> well, I said I wanted to paint mine yellow to match. I wanted Ugh. to make like a Pizza Planet truck Ugh. out of it. And no. Booker's like, no. If it was like a little Toyota, yeah. Yeah, so Booker's trying to get me to, well, he was initially trying to get me to paint my truck metallic maroon like the 
metallic maroon fifth gen that I want. I think that would be a good option. But he thinks that it, it just because now he's like, oh, fuck it, just go buy the fifth gen. He thinks if I buy a fifth gen, I'm going to sell him my second gen. Why would I paint my second gen metallic maroon and then go buy a fifth gen that's no, metallic it's, maroon? It's I'm going to park them side by side, buddy. It's either or. It's not, no, 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 no. <laughs> In my world, it's either and because nobody's here to tell me not to do dumb shit. You have to admit, if you had a paint-matched cab and work body... In that metallic maroon red color, that would look beautiful. Hear me out. My work body's aluminum. Not painting the work body. We'll polish the work body. Fine. Could you imagine? I have birds flying into it and shit because it's so shiny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's like a Windex commercial. Yeah. Oh, man. But yeah, I don't know. Um,. I have my own opinions on those diesel models and all that stuff. What do you think of the 6L? I don't like it. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You are talking all this shit before we started this. Oh, I'm going to make so many people mad on this podcast. And then all you say is, I don't like it. Yeah, I don't. I really don't like them. I think if you're going to buy a truck, don't waste your money on it. I think if an engine's good enough. You shouldn't have to bulletproof it just for it to be reliable on stock power. Uh, that's fair. And It's like the fucking N54 of diesel trucks. Right, but like, if, if you're going to spend that much money on a diesel truck, why spend that much money and then either have to bulletproof it or spend that much money because it was bulletproofed? And why was it having to be bulletproofed in the first place? Was it because some 16-year-old hopped up the boost and it already couldn't handle stock power and you blew it? Or how's that work? a good question i thought you stopped drinking why do you gotta put me on but this is Lacroix, lacroix i i don't know what's like a white claw to me it's guava sal sounds like a good white why do you gotta do me like that now everybody's like oh you started drinking again you sound like you've been drinking (laughs) (laughs) but no i don't i don't like the six o's I think that they're a waste. I don't like when you kick fucking iced tea all over my office, but here we are. Yep, here we are. Ah, yeah. Do you want my honest opinion on all those? Yes, I do. Okay, and the reason why I bought my truck? Yes. Seven threes, I don't care if your truck can make 235 llama power, it's still not enough. Um, I think that if you give them fluids, they'll lick them, and they don't make that much power. And why would I buy something that is like that? I just don't find them appealing. That engine's old as hell, too. Yeah, and I'm not a fan of International, and International helped make that, and pretty much anything that I've ever seen or experienced with International has been just an utter disappointment to society, therefore I don't like the 7.3. So it's the Joe Biden of a diesel truck. Yeah. Okay. Sleepy. Sleepy. Leaks, drools a little bit. (laughs) Pretty much. Fucking embarrassing. Just horrible. Um, the 6.0, we, we've been down that road, but I, I can go back there if you'd like. I just, I don't yeah, know. In, in general, that goes I'll, not I'll just hear, the 6.0, but... Tell me everything you know about the 6.4, because I don't know a whole lot about the 6.4 other than the fact that it was an utter dumpster fire. All right. I, oh, he's getting comfy on the couch, Oh, folks. I'm getting comfy on the couch. All right. I'm going to give you just a storyline. Okay. And you can 
basically derive everything you need to know about the 6-4 from this story. Jordan, if you're listening, derive is going to be our word of the day on Monday. Let's go. Study it. Know it. Use it in a sentence. I'm actually putting that in my phone real quick so I don't forget. You threw it in the laundry. No, I didn't. It's right here. Oh, okay. Good call, though. A teacher of mine okay. had an F450. I think it was a 450. Actually, it might have been a 350. 6-4. Is this Mr. V? No, Mr. Oh. Burns. Okay. Shout out to Mr. Burns. One of the best teachers I have ever had. He was freaking hilarious, and I learned so much from him. Um, he had a 6.4. Bought it new. Drove it 60,000 miles. The engine blew up. Got an engine under warranty from Ford. Drove it another 60,000 miles. And guess what? The engine blew up. The engine blew up. But this time, Ford wouldn't warranty it. Huh. What a bunch of shit bombs. So he had an auxiliary fuel tank in the bed of his truck. For those of you that don't know what an auxiliary fuel tank is, it is a fuel tank that is not stocked from factory that you use to pump fluids from that tank into something else. It is no. It is not hooked up into the truck's fuel right. system it's whatsoever. Like if you have a skid it's loader like a or something tank. like that, yeah. it's so you can fuel equipment on site or something like yes. that yes it yes. has nothing to do with the fuel system of the truck correct they said you have a modified fuel system because that's there so we're not going to warranty it i would have pulled the fucking bolts out of it right there and dropped it on their shop floor and said show me where so he gave a big middle finger to the ford dealership he went home looked at the 12 valve that was sitting in his yard pulled it out and put it in that truck god bless this man Let's go hang out yeah. with him. Do you like wine? No, I don't drink. The man married into a wine family. He loves wine. Good for him. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, that's basically everything you need to know about the 6.4. They were horribly unreliable. They got horrible mileage. They were just trash all around. They, they just wouldn't hold up. And that's the whole reason you buy a diesel, so that it right. holds up. So he's got a 12-valve F450. Had. He ended up selling it. Had. Then he had a diesel Touareg. Diesel Touaregs are... They well, got what, hit by a deer. Was he doesn't the, have that anymore. Was it the V10 <laughs> diesel Touareg? You got it. There are also dumpster Did, fires. Well, the, yeah, the but, V10? Yeah, but how many people do you know with a... They're sick. I want they, one, they, but they're... Their capacity is like freaking 16,000 pounds. Yeah. It's nuts. <laughs> it's like an for, ego boost. Yeah. But better. We won't get into that. Right, well, it's a truck podcast. So if my... So you mean to tell me... Mm -hmm. If my second gen were to decide that it no longer wants to second gen, it's meaning the chassis itself <laughs> decides it no longer wants to exist. It wants to join the roads of Pennsylvania. You're telling me we could potentially find a 6.4 F450 and stick my 12 valve in it. Yeah. Huh. What a thought. Hmm. Yeah, you can find 6.4's dime a dozen because they're all fucking blown up. <laughs> now you got me thinking. I shouldn't be thinking. Just a thought. I shouldn't be allowed to think. Especially not this late at night. So, yeah. Um, the new 6.7s, since we're going through Ford's whole lineup, uh, the new 6.7s when they first came out, which is, I want to say, like 2012 or 2013, uh, they had some turbo issues. Nothing too crazy. Still unsure. That's like the first engine Ford has ever produced by itself, I think. I think technically the self the 7.3 and the 6.0 were definitely... You mean diesel engines, yes. correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Um, International helped with both of those, and they were both dumpster fires. I thought the 6.4 was as well, but I don't know. Um, but this is like... 
okay so far, I guess. I don't know. They're all right. I don't know that I'd necessarily purchase one just with Ford's history of shit. I haven't heard of too many people having issues with them. Yeah. I, the couple I've run into at work have all been work trucks, which they detune. So you're driving like a <coughs> tank of a F450 and it's got like no power. Yeah. So it's a little hard to tell. For those of you that don't know, if you buy a work truck, that's a 6.7. It's detuned. So if you go out and you buy a brand new F250 and a brand new F450 work truck, the F250 being just a normal F250, not a work truck, uh, it'll have more power. Hmm. What a noble concept. Yeah. What do you think about the transmissions that they put on the 4th Gen Cummins? And some of the 3rd Gens also seem to yeah. Um, decide to yeah. no longer want to... Yeah. They, they decide they would like to be alivent, is how I yeah. describe that. And a lot of people ask me, since I don't like the Ford this, Ford that, why did I go with the Cummins? Because of the bodies and the transmission. I focus mainly on the engine part of things. I mean, Dodge, whatever. The bodies, whatever. But I really wanted the Cummins engine. The transmissions in my third gen and the fourth gens aren't the best. Um, a lot. That's for, for your application, though, it's fine. It's fine. You're not me. you're not pushing a stupid amount of power. No. You do have a bigger spoolie boy on, or it's a. Same size spoolie boy with billet, billet compressor, wheel. compressor wheel. Okay. It's still a whole set 351 CW, but it's just got a billet compressor wheel. Okay. Um. Yeah, for, for my application, a stock trans is fine for now. I know eventually it's going to come to the point where I need either a replacement or something. Right. And at that point, I'd like to do like a slightly modified built trans. Something more for towing. I mean, you, you had mentioned at the beginning your, your interest is not a fast truck. No. Neither is mine. Yeah. If I I have an eco tune on it right now. It's not even hooked up, but it's there. Right. Um it's an edge eco tuner. I don't know, it came with the truck. I didn't touch it. I didn't I just know it's not hooked up. <laughs> Cuz I did look at that. But if anything, I'd put a little bit of a of a tune on just for towing purposes. I don't know. If you throw too much power to anything, you're going to need built something. Ah, oh, for sure. I mean, and, there's always a weak link yeah. and if you don't build the supporting modifications you're just asking for trouble exactly which i think is i think that's why 60's got their bad rep in general is that people were doing that people right. were putting massive tunes on smoke tunes power tunes whatever and you're blowing head gaskets and freaking oil everywhere cooling everywhere whatever i mean it's it comes down to just one doing things without supporting mods and yep. A lot of the people that do things without supporting modifications also don't maintain shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's the big thing. Do it right. You had mentioned that earlier. Spend the money once to do it right so you don't have to do it again. Right. So, I mean, there's, I don't, I'm new to the whole diesel truck thing. Right. But I'm not new to BMWs. Mm -hmm. So I can kind of relate to it from a BMW standpoint. There's a reason you get on Facebook Marketplace and you see all of these three and four and five thousand dollar three thirty fives like mid two thousands. They came out in 07. so like you'll see like E ninety generation three thirty fives because they were N fifty fours. It was twin turbo inline six yada yada yada. But they had all sorts of issues: wastegate rattle, 
just issues with them blowing out fuel pumps all the time and just stupid shit. Injector issues, all sorts of dumb shit, but they make good power. You can easily make seven, 800 horsepower out of the engine if you build it right. The problem is all these kids wanna do is put an access port on it or an access port style, like piggyback tune yeah. and throw a bunch of old ones at it but they don't do any miles. they don't do any maintenance on them and it's yeah. the i mean diesel trucks are the same thing as the entire BMW community there's nothing more expensive than a cheap diesel truck and there's nothing more expensive than a cheap BMW mm-hmm. <laughs> we're finding out with the drift oh, car yeah. i'm hoping we don't find out i mean we're going to learn something with the 12 valve in my Cummins i'm sure there's going to be maintenance that needs done, but it's... And, and a lot of people don't understand that, at least the, to the normal person, not, not a car person, they don't understand that. I, right. I, when I worked at, as a service advisor, people would do that all the time. Well, I just put this amount of money into my car. Why do I need this? It's the cost of maintaining your vehicle. Right. It's, it's, I, I get it. You're upset that you just did your timing belt as part of your preventative maintenance, but you blew head gaskets because it's a fucking Subaru. I can't control that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, do you want to keep it or not? <laughs> right. Like it's I mean it goes both ways. But now that you don't work there, we're going to do another show where you talk about some of the dumb shit that you dealt with. Oh yeah. Like that kid with the brand new STI that had like one oil or, change <laughs> or the lady that called about why she couldn't get into her Lexus? Yes. I mean her Subaru with the Lexus key? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Yeah. We're going to have a whole show dedicated to I'm down. Booker dealing, Booker dealing with, with a customer service with position. Public. Dealing with the public. <laughs> <laughs> Something that nobody should have to do. No, it's god-awful. But no, as far as the transmissions goes, a lot of people ask why I didn't get the manual version because I am in full support of manual everything. Um, when I was in college, I had a roommate who loved cars and everything, and he's like, hey, man, what do you think of this car? I was like, well, does it come in a manual? He goes, oh, it's, it's faster with the automatic option. To me... I don't give a shit what it is, what it's faster with. I want the manual. That's just always the way I have been. I've been driving daily stick for, uh, I don't know, forever. I think the only vehicle other than the truck that I remember you driving that wasn't stick was the van. Yeah. So, seven years? Sounds seven or eight right. years? And uh, the reason I did not do that was the G56 that came in the third gen's was basically like shifting with glass. They weren't very good. So to buy a manual transmission, G56, to then have to swap in uh, NV5600 out of an older style truck and make that work was just kind of a pain in the butt. And again, I bought this off a kid I knew, so I knew I'm the third owner. Uh, it was owned by an older gentleman. It actually came out of North Carolina. Fun fact. Great state. Yeah. Great state. Fantastic. What a vibe. Yeah. Um, and then in, uh, this older dude owned it for a number of years. Uh, my buddy bought it, owned it for like two years, and then I bought it. So th- the main reason I bought it was it was unmolested, and I like that. But as far as the fourth gens go, I haven't had too much personal experience with them, but I know that they struggled to create another transmission that was okay. The fifth gens, I've heard, aren't bad. And is it true, you would know better than I, allegedly for the 2022s, they have the Allison in them. That's what I heard. That's what I've heard. 
Which is awesome, because generally speaking... It's awesome, but... Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, generally speaking, each of the big three that make a diesel truck... We'll talk about the fourth diesel truck option that you could get. Um, of those three, they each have a good thing about them. Dodge, they have a Cummins. Ford, they don't rot. They don't do much of anything else, but they don't rot. Um, and... Chevy has, and GM has the Allison in them. Not that there's necessarily anything wrong with the Duramax. I think that they're a fine engine. They're just expensive. More so than the other Right. Two. Now, um... That from, and the chassis is known for blowing out uh, wow. yeah. steering components like a boss. <laughs> yeah. From what I've heard with the... In regards to the 22s having the 22 Rams having the Allison in them, Luella, who owns Tilted Wheel Garage, she um, is my tire plug basically. Like where I, she's a sponsor of Horsepower and Pizza, but where I got the Michelin, the Pilot Sport 4S's that are on the 435, I ordered them through her. She's a friend of mine. But she does, like, trackside support at drift events. She has a trailer. She has a tire machine in the trailer. So she'll go to drift events and swap out tires, whatever else. And yeah. it's convenient to have somebody with a tire machine at the track. Definitely. She rented a truck to go to an event, tow the trailer. I think she said she had a 22 Ram. She said she wasn't real impressed with the way that the transmission shifted and would like shift weird on the highway like get itself in a taller gear than it needed to be and yeah which i mean that all comes with tuning and i'm sure they'll work that kink out but yeah. that was the only person i've really talked to so far that's had any amount of experience with them yeah i mean that's definitely a game changer because a lot of people that buy the rams buy them for the engines oh for and sure <laughs> there was a meme that went around right after they released that bit of information that they were going to come out with the Allisons was GM going, oh shit. <laughs> because that's that's really, that's the big thing they had going for them. Yeah. Was was the Allisons. Whether you like the uh, the Duramax or not, that's why a lot of people like them. Right. Um, now, as far as the Allisons go, um, as long as you service them properly, and by properly I mean to the correct maintenance schedule and use the Allison fluid and filters, they will last you a long time. If you don't service them with the Allison filters and fluids, good luck. Because <laughs> then you'll be looking like a Dodge kid replacing your trans. Yep. And the other thing is, there is a truck out there that does have the perfect combination. It's a Ford body with a Cummins and an Allison, but that's an F550 or 650. I forgot that's a thing. Mm -hmm. Perfect trucks do exist. They do, but no one wants to drive them because they're freaking tanks. You said nobody, huh? Mm -hmm. Fuker said I'm a nobody. <laughs> now. He didn't actually say it. I mean, you heard what he said. The other diesel. Do you know what that is? I'd love to hear it. The other diesel. The other diesel. Not made by Big Three. Not made by Big Three. Detroit? No. Nissan. Nissan. Has a Titan XD. Yeah. With a V8 Cummins in it. Yeah, that's not a real Cummins. Oh. It's a V8 Cummins. That's not a real Cummins. <laughs> it's in a different class. So when those trucks came out, everyone's like, oh, my 2500 this can do can pull more. Well, yeah, no shit. 
the Titan is in the same category, comparing itself with the Tundra, the F-150, the 1500s. That is the weight class that it is in. So you can't compare apples to oranges. You have to compare so it to So that's the basically... So the Nissan with the Cummins in it is basically... Another option is in the that, 1500 platform. Right. Yeah. What engine was in the Dodge... Does Dodge even still do that 1500 Eco Diesel? <laughs> I don't know if they still do. I know they did they for did a couple do, of years. Was a, I think it was a V6 Eco Diesel. But is that who made that? Uh, I don't know who actually made the engine. I'm gonna do research on that. Yeah, I'm I'm a little curious on that. Uh, I heard uh, quite a few mixed reviews on that because a lot of people said the engines had issues. Now well, the theory they, they behind it, no, I'm pretty sure they don't make them anymore. So there's. Yeah probably good reason for that it's yeah. not like oh this thing fucking I, works i know great. it was not cummins that made it but i don't know who it was i'm gonna do some research into that maybe yeah. i'll have an answer on that for you guys on the next one yeah um so they were really the only other people to do that uh, everyone else has well the eco boosts and uh my they were the ls's i don't know what they are now and the gms for their 1500s right lt no, they were like, they were never the LSs or the LT. It was like a, some of them were like L99. And like, they always had like weird yeah, codes. So it's basically the same thing. Five but like, three. yeah, the 5.3, the 6.0, and the 6.2 were the gassers. But like, yeah. I don't know, GM's got so many different they had an codes for everything. Too, they had an 8.1, which tanks. Yeah, but they don't. Nobody makes any aftermarket parts for them because Joe Mast either looked into it or he bought one. I can't remember. He looked into buying one to like swap into something. Mm-hmm. They don't make any power. The, like you can't really like they're torquey, I guess, but like they're, they don't do anything. Like it's yeah. it's basically that meme of the guy standing there with the stick poking the globe saying <laughs> do something. Yeah. It's, That's basically what that engine is. I had a teacher that bought an old square body Chevy out of California with a 454 in it. And he said that thing was like, it's not like it didn't have power. It wasn't as just powerful. It doesn't have power in the right place. And and it was a four speed when he bought it. He switched it to a five speed, but it, he said it was just kind of a dog yet it had power at the same time. He said it was the most bizarre thing ever. He used it for towing a camper and eventually he just bought a Duramax. Seems like the right move. Yeah. In that scenario. Oh yeah, and I don't know. All those of all those vehicles in the fifteen hundred class, I think it's awesome that someone's coming out with a diesel option. Oh, I agree. I mean, I mean, I. I mean, if I have an eight thousand pound truck and I'm getting pretty decent mileage, that's going to do awesome. Right. Lighter weight class provide you with good mileage. It's going to have more power than its competitors. See, that's why this Nissan gets a bad rap, though, because I was under the impression I didn't realize it was. In a that it was I didn't realize that was con- still considered a fifteen hundred because yeah. even our group message was arguing about that a couple months ago. And for those of you who listen to this that are not in said group chat, um, our group chat could quite literally argue about anything. They were arguing about that, and I I was the one that said the same thing that I just said on here, that that's not a real Cummins because it's not an I-6, mm-hmm. which I'll stand by that statement. But, um, <laughs> yeah, now that I know that 
I mean, it makes sense, but yeah. I figured they were trying to step the Titan to a higher weight class, but that... Yeah. Just giving a beefier... And and I uh, I had one in the other week at work, and I was doing an alignment on it, and those oh, things you, are, are... That's... You and I got into it, because you sent me a Snapchat, I said, that's not a real Cummins, and you said you buy one truck, and now you're a fucking <laughs> expert. <laughs> but, uh, dude, looking underneath those things, those things are beefy. Like, they are over-engineered to handle some abuse. Um, you think you'd tow okay? I think so. I'd rather have that than an EcoBoost for towing. I don't disagree with that, considering everybody's and taking... Based on your issues with Chevy, you might as well give it a shot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't disagree. Um, I don't know, there's also people with EcoBoost taking them in with fucking 30,000 miles on them and the turbo's blown out. Yeah. Blown turbos. A buddy of ours from high school. His dad has a had, I think he finally got rid of it, had a Suburban with 350,000 miles on it. Had the 5.3 in it. Right? Sounds about right. So he and his buddy were going hunting. He was towing an enclosed trailer behind his truck. I hate when people call trucks you hate vehicles when people trucks call when they're not actual trucks. Right. You hate when people call SUVs trucks. Your forerunner is not a truck. It's a, if you look at the title, technically it's a station wagon. But we're not going to get into that. This is your beat to shit 2009 Subaru Legacy that you put tires and wheels and whatever else, dirt bikes and whatever else in. Yeah. That is, however, a truck. My Subaru is a. It, it's not a truck, T U R C K. It's a truck, T R O K. Yeah. <laughs> for the memes, for the Snapchat memes. Oh, man. Um, so he was going hunting. Uh, he was towing the enclosed trailer. His buddy was towing a boat behind his. Uh, F-150 EcoBoost. They were driving, I think, up to New York from here, which is southern PA, and they stopped to at a gas station to go to the bathroom, and his buddy pulls into the pump and starts pumping, and he's like, are you really that low on gas? He goes, yeah, dude, I'm getting seven miles to the gallon right now. When he did the manual calculations for the Suburban, he was getting 15 towing, an enclosed trailer, and his buddy was towing the boat. Unreal. Now, yeah, they get, like... I feel like they designed the EcoBoost for the people that want trucks but don't actually do truck things with them. I, and I feel like a lot of manufacturers are going to that too. To a point. Yeah. I I think more so Ford. I don't want to get into it because we'll get into it on another podcast, but the, the biggest problem with the automotive industry right now is taking cars and everything's a fucking crossover. Yep. The Mitsubishi. Oh, Mitsubishi says, oh, we're bringing the Eclipse back. Yep. Eclipse Cross. No. The Integra. It pisses me off so bad. The fucking renders of the Integra were so good. If it was anything like the newer Civic SIs, well, I guess it'd be more comparable to the Type R. Type R is a great car. Civic SIs are great cars. I've driven RJ's SI. I fucking love that car. Like, honest to God, might, if the market ever settles, might buy one as a daily. Yeah. Because it'll run for fucking ever. The fucking shifter is great. Not to get away from the truck thing. They they rendered this fucking Integra so well. It looked so good. And we never saw a concept car. And then they're like, oh, we're releasing the Integra next week. Fucking crossover. Yep. Why? Yep. Why? Dude, literally, dr- literally just fucking everything. drown me in a fish tank at this point because well, I don't care. Think anymore. about that. How many vehicles did they bring back that they like completely destroyed the name? Uh, Mustang Mach E. 
Ah, uh, yeah. The dart. They just brought back what was it? The blazer. The blazer was. Uh, do they even hideous. still have this? I think so. Yeah, I think it was they, a bla- it was, it's not they, the blazer. No, they brought the blazer. blazer back, and it no. wasn't great. Dude, the, so, the one thing they did bring back that's sick as fuck. Bronco. The Bronco. Now, when they originally had talked about bringing back the Bronco years ago, they had a render that's pretty similar to the same style that they just released, as far as the Bronco, not the Bronco Sport. Right. But they had also come out later saying, "Oh, well, we're redesigning it, and it looked exactly like a Jeep Grand Cherokee." And okay. then they finally came out with the version. I I really like the Bronco that they came out with. I not, wish they had a different engine option. Yes. It's not, it's still, regardless of what options they come out with, it's nothing that I think I would ever purchase for myself, but I love that they came back to give Jeeps some competition because I don't like Jeeps and that's not a secret. That's another podcast. I don't like mall crawlers. Fair. I don't like the JKs. I don't like the JLs. If I wanted my axle to fall out, I'd fucking cut it out myself. I don't need the wheels to break. That's just about the sure. JL. Well, I mean, that's that's a podcast for another day. The are trash. Um, yeah, that's for a completely different podcast. But I uh, would recommend there is a podcast out there. Uh, it's called Bring Back Bronco. It's a very interesting podcast about the whole process of bringing back the Bronco from when it officially went out. Uh, there, there was a process. I thought OJ Simpson just kind of stepped up to the plate one day and was that, like, but that's "Yeah, not the reason. y'all got to bring this back." And they said. Anything for you, OJ. And then they brought it back. Don't come my way. I'm not sure how I feel about the Broncos sport. Uh, I yeah. It was a... RJ and I talked about this. RJ brought up a very good point, and I'll speak for him. Brilliant. From a marketing standpoint, basically, let's call it what it is. It's a Ford Escape, but they brought it back as the Broncos sport. So now everybody and their mother runs out and buys one to feel included in this Bronco hype. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that yeah ford's gonna sell a million of them yeah millions of them probably because i drive a bronco oh do you well it's a bronco sport okay well it it you're you didn't lie it does have the bronco (laughs) name on it you want to know it's interesting and i don't want to ruin the podcast for everyone but that bronco broadcast they they talked about how at the time that they discontinued the Bronco was at the same time that Ford owned Land Rover. So they had this big media event and they brought out all these cars and they realized, oh shit, we have too many SUVs. And that's one of the reasons why they discontinued that because that is the same time that they brought the Expedition out. Okay. So they got rid of it. Nowadays, everyone's going back to the SUVs. Right. Most of which are smaller crossovers, but... SUV. SUV. Um, TDI has more room inside, but SUV. <laughs> yeah. we got to get Max on here to talk about the Land Cruiser. Trucks. Trucks. Yeah. Trucks. Um, I don't know. Every, every manufacturer is a little bit weird as far as options and different things like that. I think it's the only thing saving everybody right now, like the big three anyway. Only thing saving them, Toyota doesn't have a diesel. I think if Toyota started making diesel trucks, they'd kill the fucking game. Yeah. Because they kill the dude, game at everything dude. else that they do. And I go back to what I said. If I wouldn't have bought a diesel and I went to go get a gas, that that's what I get. My I'm, mom has a Tacoma. That thing, that thing is a two-seven four-cylinder five-speed manual. I have bottomed out the suspension in that. Don't tell Kathy. Um, at least once, I have hauled way more than it should have. 
Is it a dog? Yeah. But that thing is just, it takes it, and it runs with it, and it's beautiful and elegant in its own specific way. Antonio has a tundra and loves it. Yeah. I've heard the tundras are a little bit weird to tow with. I haven't towed with one, unfortunately. He doesn't tow with it. But, dude, they're, I'd, I'd take one any day. Yeah. I mean, it's... The f- uh, they have the 5.7 now, the, the body style before the big bulky looking one. Uh, they had a 4.7, and those things were like virtually indestructible. The engines. Well, they... Uh, excuse They're me. They're the ones that are about the same size as the <clears throat> new Tacomas. I think that's so, what... can't remember. I could be completely making all this up. I'm very tired. I'll have Blair talk about it on the next podcast that he's on. The company he works for has... I think it's a Tundra. Could be wrong. It, it had the frame swapped and everything, and it... I, I could be making all this up. Maybe I'll just stop talking and let Blair talk about it, but there's this truck, like, has all these miles on it and just takes it, doesn't care. Might be driving. A I don't no, know if it's, it's, a, it's a larger... I don't think it's a Tacoma. Yeah, that's... I mean, that's... I'll, I'll have... We'll ask Blair. It's, Sorry, it's a, Blair. It's interesting because when people argue about trucks, the first thing they always go to is, oh, Toyota's rot out. Yeah. Yeah, they did. But, like, the rest of them, they wouldn't stop. I mean, before... Fuck, you change the oil in it and it's like, okay, I'm I'm okay. You don't need to do anything else. I don't know. Comment. See, uh, uh, see what we get. Maybe people will like to, you know, have a little feedback. Uh, see what yeah. their thoughts are. Let us know. Um, I'll put a post on Instagram, and y'all can show some love there. Let us know What's what you guys think. Yeah, guys. what what if if you were purchasing a diesel truck, any diesel truck, old, new, anything? What would be your ideal diesel truck? Comment that on the Instagram at Cold Pizza Podcast. Definitely hit up at Horsepower Pizza at Pizza Boy Metalworks. Thank you for listening. Show us some love on YouTube. Booker, any closing thoughts? Buy a diesel. It is beautiful. Just don't buy a 6.0. Stay classy. Peace out and build it for you.